Yeah. All right, guys. So <laughs> this open that we have, I, I, I forgot about that we had uh, this one here. But so the next theme that we have okay. it's going to be an interesting one. I'm going to see if uh, I think Travis will get this. We'll see if you can get it, Al. All right, Taylor, are you ready to play it? Charlie's Angels. Ding, ding, ding. It is Charlie's Angels. That's Bosley. Well, that's actually Charlie talking to Bosley over the speakerphone. Now they all hold their guns up in the air like this. It was Farrah Fawcett. It was Jacqueline Smith. It was Kate Jackson. Uh, they were all the angels. Then Cheryl Ladd came in and replaced Farrah Fawcett later on in the show a couple Trav, of years you got after it. that. You got, you got the answer I just, right. I see, this, this is the <laughs> stupid information that's living in my head. Why do I know that? Young and the Restless. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I'm just, I'm just maybe. Well, there was Victor. They owned a cosmetics company, and I've known Young and the Restless too. This is there uh, are Victor three Newman remakes of uh, Charlie's Angels. There's so been far. movies: Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, yes. uh, Cameron Diaz. And then I think they did like Kristen Stewart now, like more I didn't, recently. There's I didn't like a know very that one. new one. That yeah, like that. But. Bill Murray played Bosley in one of the movies. <laughs> yeah, was that a that's good awesome. Casting? Yeah. Uh, it didn't really work out. Like Bill, I love Bill Murray, but that was Bill Murray in the role of Bosley was a, a bit of a reach. What's great is when you know it, you don't want to just name it. You're like, let me give you a half an episode real quick. <laughs> let me throw you a half an episode of basically the entire uh, show. Do you want me to tell you the recap of every episode of Charlie's Angels? Yes. Okay, here's what it is. There is a crime that's happening. Mm-hmm. And the only way that they can solve the crime is if the angels go undercover. And the angels going undercover always involve them dressing um, in risque costumes, especially for the 1970s, right? So they would go into a variety of situations where they would always have to be particularly sexy. The only way they could solve the crime was if they were particularly attractive to the people that were solving the crimes. And then the crime would get solved. It was a miracle. Every episode. And then Bosley would come in and say, I got another one for you, ladies. It was the same episode. I don't know how many they made, probably a couple hundred, and I think I watched every single one. I refuse to play unless Murder, She Wrote is next. (laughs) If Murder, She Wrote is not next, I I can't play. I remember, so my grandparents used to watch Murder, She Wrote. Okay, Okay, can I I say something real quick? The Murder, She Wrote, the only reason, Murder, She Wrote was always on before WWE at the time WWF. Okay. So it was like I don't know if it was like Monday Night Raw. Was, I, I can't remember which one it was. So you just kind of sit there and wait, and Murder She Wrote was on, and then it went directly to wrestling. I'm like, what is? How is this the transition on USA? Yeah, who's programming USA Network? So what we'll do is we'll have Angela Lansbury. She's 107. She's gonna solve murders, and then we're gonna very trans very quickly transition to Hulk Hogan. This, yeah, it was literally it went from that to freaking Razor Ramon and Undertaker. <laughs> Why not? What I remember, my my grandfather loved uh, Murder She Wrote, and and, I, and I'm trying to do some math in my head right now. I think he was roughly my age right now when I was aware that he was watching. Maybe a little bit older, maybe five yeah. or ten years older, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like eighty. He was like yep. in his late fifties, early sixties. Okay, and I remember watching this going. This show is terrible, and and and, and like I'm okay. it was always on too. But but and thinking okay, maybe you got to be you know super old to appreciate this show. And he wasn't super old in retrospect, but it felt he's a grandfather, right? I was probably yep. eight or nine or ten or whatever it was. I'm that age, or at least getting close. I'm not, I'm not watching Murder She Wrote. Let's we're not doing. Shot. We're not doing that. Just say me give it a It'd shot. Be amazing in a year. You're like, uh, yeah, I saw a couple episodes. I'm in. I'm streaming. <laughs> Hey, Al, have you ever heard of this show called Murder, She Wrote? It's great. It's that and Matlock. I'm going to start doing a double feature Matlock. every night. Right? That's the uh, the ultimate old guy show. Uh, number six, Slee, what do you think about yep. that? Do you, do you think that they got it right? Do you think that he has to play like the number six guy in the league for them to win? Because here's, here's what needs to happen. We talked about AD yesterday. AD was 20. Is that what it was? I think 22, 22, something like that. 20. 20? Okay. The, those need to be the other way around. AD needs to play like the sixth best player in the league, and LeBron James can play like the 22nd or 20th or whatever whatever AD was. That's what needs to happen. Because if you're asking a guy in his 20th season, not that he can't do it periodically, but, hey, I need you to be the sixth best player in the league for 80 games, we're, we're, 
we're not going to get what we're hoping for. Well, unfortunately, this was a conversation two years ago. I mean, think about this. Two years right. ago, we were, we were starting to talk about Anthony Davis and, hey, he's got to start taking over the franchise. He's got to be the top five player in the NBA. He's got to be the best big man in the league. He's got to be this. He's got to be that. He's gone the other way. There was a ranking a couple of years ago right after the Lakers won that championship. He was number two. He was number two in the in, – in, it was Braun number one. AD was number two. Since then, he's going obviously the other way. And, and for the right reason, nobody's sitting here arguing where AD is. But I, I think you mentioned something that – um, this conversation has come up about Braun winning, potentially competing last year for the scoring title. Well, no, that's supposed to be AD. Braun potentially in the MVP talk. No, no, that's supposed to be AD. So nothing changes. Unfortunately, um, it's two years of the same conversation. And let's hope that health is on AD's side this year. And if it is, does he start becoming that player that he was a couple years ago? Or are those days behind him? And i got to be honest, I, and I've said this before, there's certain times that you have you let faith kind of lead you in the right direction. I'm 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 on the opposite side with AD. I need to see it to believe it. It's not going to be blind faith. No, it can't be. There, there's been there. Look, what, what's the definition of faith? It's the belief in something that's unseen, right? Mm-hmm. That that's the definition of the word. But it's not a theory. It's it, it. I've seen it. He hasn't played, and when he has played, he's been less than his best. He's been mediocre. There have been times where he's been okay, but for the last two seasons, he has either been unavailable or inconsistent. That that can happen. And especially, look, the, kind of putting some things together here, Boyan Bogdanovich got traded too, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's somebody that the Lakers potentially had targeted. This is a guy mm-hmm. that can shoot the basketball. This is somebody that would fit in pretty nicely to a LeBron James-led team, right? That You've heard Brian Windhorst and a million other guys the, the the recipe for success is let LeBron do his thing and surround him with a bunch of guys that can shoot the ball. That that works really well. That's how it, it shakes out. Um, you see Bogdanovich get uh, traded, not to the Lakers. He gets traded for Kelly Olenek. Is that in my remembering? Yeah, that right? Olenek and some dude Saban Lee. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that the Lakers didn't go and get him at the price that was reported, which was a couple of draft picks. I kind of like it. Bogdanovich would have made them a better team. Yeah. I think they would have won a handful of more games along the way. I don't, it doesn't make them a championship team. But it's the first piece of evidence I've seen in a minute, Al, that leads me to believe that somebody said, you know what, now this doesn't really help us enough right now to sacrifice whatever's coming next. We're going we're gonna to wait. We're going to hold off. It's okay to say no to a deal that only marginally helps you now that mm-hmm. may actually be detrimental a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. It's okay to do that. And I think that they did, which gives me – it's a nice feeling to think that somebody in there is thinking beyond the next five minutes. So Shams yesterday, Shams Rana of the Athletic, was talking about – I thought it was interesting. You know, there there was – even this past week, there were still conversations with the Pacers, Lakers and the Pacers engaging trade conversations. Obviously, the Jazz, you just mentioned, Bigdanovich. And the Lakers, it's just not appealing to them. I guess those players are not by having to give up these two first-rounders. Um, I, I think it's pretty evident. We're going to be there. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. We'll get there. Training camp will start. Monday we'll be there. We'll get a chance to you know, obviously connect with a lot of the players, the coaches, the GM, or uh, Rob Palenka as well. But I think what, what the Lakers have decided is, okay, we know that our window is today. We know that our window has been today for the last five years since LeBron James got here. However, are we better off just grabbing a couple role players that we don't think is going to make us better or in the same par as the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns or the I'm just using team, the Clippers, let's use as an example. Or do we just start off the season and let's see if anything changes. Let's see what Darvin Ham does. Really, the true deadline for the Lakers would be for Russ is the trade deadline. However... Is that February, Al? February. Yeah. If they decided that... Um, if they decided not to move him or they don't want to take up more cap space in the for, for the following year, they'll have 30-plus million dollars, a few draft picks, their draft pick coming up, and that's the strategy it looks like they're going to take on into the season. And, and I'm okay with it. You know, it, on, honestly, it's... It, we'll, are we'll are you okay because you feel like from a planning perspective that they had a plan and if it didn't fit within that plan, yes. then we're not going to do it? Exa- yes, exactly mm-hmm. that. It is a, we have a plan for the now and it also, uh, we have a plan for the future and if... We can find a way to service both of those simultaneously. Great. Let's do that. But I'm also not going to do something that will move the ball five yards down the field. We're still not going to score a touchdown, but Mm -hmm. now we're going to start 30 yards further 
two years from now. Right? It just at some point you have to think about what's coming next. I know that th- this team is going to need a lot of things to go right for them to reach their ultimate goal. A lot of things to go right. And you have to at least prepare for the possibility that a few of them might not. Yes. And then what comes next? That that has to be a part of where they are. You're right. We get to talk about all this stuff on Monday, little uh, little Laker Media Day, yes, right sir. around the corner. It is not basketball season yet, Slee. It's NFL season. It's season. We're going to start calling things yeah, seasons we, now. Yeah, we uh, we merged the, the two sleazing. together. It's, yeah, we merged it's our the two NFL together. picks for the twenty. Taylor, we got some work to do. Taylor, sleazing. we got some work to do. You and I. Yeah, oh, you guys do. Emily needs to uh, stub her toe a little bit. And I'm just going to go slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. That's next. Stravin Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Full house. Oh, gosh, yep. dang it. Yeah. <laughs> Alan! Son of a... It's that I, was wait, I was waiting for it to hit. I, I'm not even kidding you. I wasn't even listening. Like, I was looking up Murder, She Wrote facts, trying to get ready for a bit, and I just, out of the corner of my ear, Al, you should have had that one. Bro, this takes me... This takes you back. This reminds me of after school because it was on uh, like freeform now. ABC Family right yep. after I got after school. I would watch it every day. You know what's funny? Full House and Family Matters is not that different. No. Does it sound that <laughs> different? they would follow each other. Um, you know what this reminds me of? This was like in its heyday when I was in college. Uh, Emily's dancing like she's at a club. <laughs> like this song, this song hits at the bar. If I were home and saw this come on the TV, it made me feel like a huge loser. Because I think it was on on Friday nights. <laughs> Friday nights. And I'm nights. like, why am I home on a Friday night in college watching Full House? Okay, let this me let me see good. if I can get the lineup here. So it was Family Matters, Full House. I don't know the order. Uh, what's Topanga? Why am I forgetting that one real Boy quick? Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. That was Friday nights too, right? I think that was, was that on there too? Yeah, I know. I know Home Improvement was a part of it. Oh yeah, Home Improvement. Another Pamela what else Anderson we got? masterpiece. Anything else? That for me. I, I don't remember. Also, speaking of which, my mom uh, just texted me to say, my grandmother used to love Murder, She Wrote. Of she course she did. Angel Every Lansbury. grandmother loved Murder, <laughs> She Wrote. Yeah. You, and speaking of, Jessica Fletcher, alive. The, the Angela Lansbury, who played Jessica wow. Fletcher, alive. She is 90. She's going to celebrate her 97th birthday in less than a month. Wow! And there are still reruns on the Hallmark Mystery Channel. Of my mom course, wanted to tell me. Of course, that's so are. funny. I was because I was saying to myself, I'm like, every one of these streaming networks, blah blah. I'm like, it's got to be somewhere. Everything somewhere. Now we have it, right? Everything is somewhere. I'm just saying that uh, Angela Lansbury alive, happy. Or Slee, would you like to wish Angela Lansbury a happy birthday? <laughs> I wish you nothing but the best. Ninety-seven. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. All right, that's let's impressive. do our NFL picks. You ready? Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go with Taylor Batten leadoff today. Taylor, game number one, as we always have, is our Rams. They are on the road, their first NFC West matchup of the season. The Arizona Cardinals will be a three-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Who do you got? Okay, I'm going to pick the cards winning this one, and I'm going to put them at my three. Okay, so Taylor takes Arizona at the three. Emily. So I have the Rams. Uh, we always what we talked about yesterday. They are usually a get right team for the Cardinals, um, but I do think they might be a little uh, closer than we think. But I do think the Rams get at least a touchdown lead. It's going to be Rams at my one though. I'm not as confident. Okay, Al. Um, 
You know, let's freaking live. If we're going to live, let's live. Let's go Cardinals, not too uh, not too aggressive here. I'm going to go two on You're going to live a little. You're going yeah, to wait live for the light little. to turn green. You're not going to run across the intersection with the hand up, but you are going to cross a busy street. I might honk if I, I need to. So Arizona at two. Uh, I'm not going to repeat what Emily said because I agree with what Emily said. I think that the Rams win. I think that they cover because this is the team that they really seem to need at those most important yep. moments. But I don't like home dogs. Home dogs give me a little bit of pause, but I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going to take them at the one. Emily, you start uh, next. Jacksonville here in Los Angeles. Al, what's the number? 15 bucks? <laughs> uh, right now, it's looking at 15 by the time the show's over. It could be 13. <laughs> so will pay you to go. <laughs> a very um, affordable NFL game right in your backyard at SoFi Stadium. Chargers are seven-point favorites at home against Jacksonville. What do you got? I think even if Herbert can only throw with his left hand, even if he only has one leg, I think they're crushing the Jaguars. I have the Chargers winning, and that's at my three. All right, so she gets the Chargers at three. That brings you up, Slee. You know, I'm going to keep doing this. You know, sometimes you want to – you just want to gamble. I'm going Jaguars on this one. Uh, you and I know my passion for Jacksonville just happens to be this weekend. Uh, I'll go Jacksonville, and Four. I'm putting them at a three. I thought Jacksonville you were going to do it. at a three. All right, Jacksonville at three. Uh, I'm. You know what? I, I think Jacksonville is a much better team than anybody thinks. They they should be two and zero. Oh. They're yep. one and one. They should have beat the Some Commanders. Some questions about Herbert. Uh, yep. Herbert is banged up. It's seven points. The, the the NFL. I know there's always one or two blowouts a weekend, mm -hmm. but if you look at the schedule, there most NFL games are played within a touchdown. They really because you get that late score, the backdoor cover. Right. I'm going to take Jacksonville and I'm going to put them at the two. Taylor. Okay, I think the Floridians are going to be snagging up those fifteen dollar tickets, and they're just going to be given. The Jags home field advantage at SoFi, so I'm also going with Jacksonville at my number two. All right, so Emily's got that one locked down. That we went three <laughs> yep. Jacksonville's. That means yep. that that. So I'm driving. I thought I was. I thought I was thinking out of the box no, on that you one. Weren't. No, you not weren't. happening. I'm driving to San Diego yesterday to pick up Kelly, and uh, traffic's slow, and this car pulls up next to me, and I notice their license plate fame, and it says Jaguars, and I'm like, wow, there's one fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I get a little closer. <laughs> It was Southern University Jaguars. <laughs> it wasn't even Jacksonville. So, yeah, they, I don't know if they're going to have a lot of fans there. but uh, No, they literally have an organization that protects Jaguars, <laughs> the actual animal. <laughs> and Southern University. All right, uh, Slee, you bat lead off here. The Raiders, your oh, Raiders. Man. Raider Nation is getting points – or giving, excuse me, let me rephrase. Yeah. They're yep. giving points – on the road to 0 and 2 Tennessee, 0 and 3, you're out. No one has made the playoffs after starting yep. 0 and 3. Uh, 0 and 2 isn't much better, but Raiders at Tennessee, Tennessee, the home team getting two. The uh, both of these teams give me no confidence, um, and the Raiders. You know, to be honest with you, it's kind of weird because this is the NFL. Bad teams find find ways to lose. Good teams find ways to win. Raiders had a chance against the Chargers, lost. Obviously, they blew the game against Arizona. Is this game – so, wait, it's in Vegas or it's in Tennessee? Tennessee. Em, is it, uh, is yeah, it Tennessee? Yeah, it's in Tennessee. Sorry. That's oh, it is Tennessee? Okay. The <laughs> All right, then that changes my answer. Stick with me, Al. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against then the Raiders. I'm gonna go. I was gonna take the Raiders with a one. I'm gonna go Tennessee with a one now. Tennessee with the Just one. Just because it's there. Um, I'm gonna home dog. I, I'm gonna take the home dog. I'm gonna put it at three. Give me Tennessee. Um, because the Raiders do not fill me with confidence. Emily. So I think that this is going to be a get-right game for the Raiders. I think that the Raiders are better than they've been playing the last two weeks. I think that Josh McDaniels has calmed down a little bit. For, like, uh, well, first year with the Raiders head coach. So I think that the Raiders are going to come out. They're going to come out firing. I think it's going to be my Raiders at my two. All right. Emily gets the Raiders at two. And keep in mind, she's the leader of this deal. So yep. you, you might want to listen to what she has. Taylor, Raiders giving two points to Tennessee in Tennessee. Okay, let me see here. I'm going to go. I think Titans are going to bounce back from that beatdown, and I have the moment number four. Oh, it's going 10. That makes me very nervous about my Tennessee at three. I don't like that. Final game, SC. This is how good SC has become. They've made their way into our uh, our Thursday Yeah, why pick league. another team? I love right? that they're in this. Oregon State at home. Oregon yep. State getting six and a half. Can SC beat them by a touchdown or more? Sliwa. So I'm going to just ride with USC. We did this last week, and, you know, we what was it? I think it was like a 12-point spread, some, 12 point, something like that. 
Um, I'm going to keep going with USC. I'm going to put them at my four. I'll ride with the uh, with the Trojans, see what happens this weekend. Emily. Yeah, until they have a close game, I'm going to keep on going with USC. USC is my four. I think they're going to blow them out. Well, I'll make it three for three so far. SC also oh, at Taylor. my four. Taylor, Taylor you, you, got should... an you got some game theory <laughs> options right here. Why not? Oregon State. We'll do there it. it is. All right, we'll so we'll get an Oregon State at one for Taylor. By the way, if you didn't pick that, you're not paying attention. That's absolutely – because, look – that's a five point swing if you gotta it come back. And if you miss it, you're only sacri you're you're gaining five, betting one. What do I have to lose? Five to one odds right yeah. there. Not a bad way to do it. All right. So Emily uh, is the overall leader with fifteen. I've got thirteen. Slee has nine, and Taylor is uh one behind Al with eight. That's uh that's where we stand right now. By the way, this is um we we were talking a little bit about this uh yesterday, the the Oregon State and they're three and oh and this might be a tough game and all that stuff. We we're just doing a little bit of that. Stop. The SC the the SC buzz um, that started and it started pretty damn fast and it's just building week to week. They go handle Oregon State. They go win by ten points or whatever. You know, win by two scores, something along those lines. Travis ain't going anywhere. That's only how great it'd be. Just continue to have that buzz up into the game against Utah, and then let SC and Utah battle it out where you actually feel like you have a significant Pac-12 game. There's there's. Four teams in the Pac-12 that you could make a case are somewhere between decent to good, right? Mm -hmm. SC, Utah, Oregon, Washington. Those are the four teams so far this year. SC doesn't play two of them. The only yeah. the only team that they play is Utah. They miss Oregon this year. They miss Washington this year, which is bad for Oregon, Washington, and SC. I agree with you. Right? You I need, agree you, with you. You want to yeah. play those teams mm -hmm. because those are the only ones that are making you go, oh, okay. Washington comes in, whatever it is, four, five, six, and oh, seven, and one, and you beat that team, feels pretty good. The, their margin for error is only themselves because they're not playing. UCLA isn't very good. Notre Dame, it looks like, isn't very good. You've got the one against Utah that you're talking about coming up in a couple of weeks. That's it. That is your one game. Anything else, even a close – if they beat Oregon State by a, a late field goal, right? Yeah. They kick yeah. a 30-yard field goal to win the game mm -hmm. by a point or two. That's no good. That That's one of those, yeah, yeah, okay, no, no. Let, let's, let's cool on that. They need to go out and win. They need to go out and win decisively, and they need to score a bunch of points to do it. It's not the best example because Bama is Bama. Bama dropped when they beat Texas right. by you know that, that late game or, um, or by the field goal or whatever it was. I, it, it's funny because this is what SC can do. Do this is what SC can do too. How much fun is it if? What do you think that place is going to look like for the SC Oregon State game? The vibe and everybody coming out to support. This is just. This comes with when SC is good. This comes with you're playing a top five, top seven team in the country. Just instantly, I just love this. I, I'm I'm sure this is going to be, as far as an atmosphere goes, the best game SC's been a part of so far this year. And now it's their stage to deliver. So here here's good news if you're Taylor Smith. Game's at 6.30, which means the locals in Corvallis will have lots of time to get ready. Oh, that, I took all this into account. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But look, that that is a weird place to play. It is a place that they've struggled with historically. Um, it's a small stadium. The weather can be weird. There, there's a lot of things there, and I don't want to hear a single word of it. So I don't care how drunk their fans are. SC needs to go in there and say, "We're going to oh, handle up. business. We're going to have our 11 guys out there. You're going to have our your 11 guys out there. Every single one of my guys is better than your guys, and here it comes." <laughs> that's that it's as simple as that none of this we're gonna no, no, no here comes lineup no. we're gonna run it at you we're gonna throw it at you and we're gonna run you off this field this game and, should be and, over at the half and by the way if you don't do that then we talked a little bit about this yesterday then maybe we're overhyping a squad because of everything that has gone on over the last six months hopefully we're not Maybe Clay Hilton actually is a great coach. He did beat Nebraska last <laughs> week. That um, did it did get Scott Frost fired, but that's right. Who knows how it goes? Dodgers, some good news and some not so good news. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. All right, guys. So this next one, I have no idea. Okay, so when I was looking this up, I saw this page, all these shows that came out on September twenty second, etc. This is a show I had never heard of, but okay. it has an interesting episode in it. So, and I think, Slee, if anybody gets this, I think it's going to be you. What era are we talking here? 90s? This is 90s. Okay. So, and I'm going to make this I'm make this interesting. I'm going to say it's worth three points if you get this right. So, <laughs> Slee can win if you get this right. So, let's see, let's see what we're doing. Go ahead, play Taylor. 
hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, bro, that is that is a great pickup by you. Ball game well, over. That's well, over. It's it over. It says it in the title. I was just yeah, going to say, I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. It was the opening <laughs> lyric of the song. But how? But even even with that, like just for you to tie the whole thing together, it's still impressive to me. Yeah, but but the, Hanging I, with Mr. Cooper, you've never seen an episode either. I, I know that it. he was like a math teacher or something, a yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, coach, yeah. Something, yeah. something like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew the show existed, but I don't think I ever saw it. But when the song opens, "Hanging with Mr. Cooper," I feel like I have a pretty good chance of that it was hanging with Mr. Cooper. That was I never got into that show. They Charles Barkley was in an episode. Apparently, that's so why I was saw he? the video of it. So, like, they this place posted a video of like, "Oh, it's the anniversary of hanging Mr. Mr. Cooper," and there's an episode with Charles Barkley. I, was like, I oh, always man. got that one confused with the one that had Howard. Hesman Remember Holly Robinson and, and uh, Robin Givens? What was that? Head of the class. Which was like because any school setting is like yeah they're they're all head of the yeah. class they're all the same. Robin Givens and uh, Holly Robinson Pete were in both of those shows. It was was Holly Robinson in Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yep, Holly Robinson was. She was Travis Woods. <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's look over. once once he look he missed Full House twice. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> Al, when when you missed one of your shows two times, hey, we were three apiece going into that one. <laughs> Sure. No, it was, was five to three. It was five to three. That's why I was giving you three points. <laughs> Wait a minute, you didn't play eight of them. No, yeah, I'm saying I said before that played, I was like, this one's worth three points. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's that's a Here, that's a strong pull. I'm gonna drink like seven cups of coffee during this next segment, and then I'm gonna have to go to the restroom, and you know, how many cups deep are you right now? <laughs> uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. No, nothing crazy. Just the the normal level of caffeination that I have on any given day. Uh, did Dustin May pitch his way out of the Dodger rotation last night? I think sometimes you're supposed to pitch your way in, but I think he's finding a way to pitch his way. No, he, pro- he probably did. In all honesty, I think, um, you know, as much as the Dodgers really haven't had that much to play for, mm-hmm. there's still some unanswered questions that they're using these last few weeks few weeks prior to today and then for the, the remainder of the regular season where you're just trying to kind of figure out, dot your I's, cross your T's. And one of those questions is Dustin May. Dustin May's had six um, appearances, six starts since he came back from uh, his injury. And I think it's fair to say, Trav, if I took a coin right now and I flipped, I said head or, heads or tails, that's kind of the same way you determine Dustin May when he's out there. He's going to have a good a pitching performance, an average one at best, but I don't know what, what what you're going to get. And you go into the postseason, that's obviously risky business. I want right to make there. a case for him. I, I don't know if Dave Roberts will do this because you okay. have, because what you're hoping for is you want to make a hard decision. What, ideally, the problem you would have is, listen, Julio Urias might win the Cy Young, so he's in. Clayton Kershaw is pitching as well as he ever has. He's in. Tony Gonsolin looks healthy and ready to go. He's in. Tyler Anderson is going to win 16 or 17 games. He's in. Andrew Heaney's pitched really well when given an opportunity and been healthy. What do we do with him? Hey, Dustin May, nobody can hit that guy. I don't have enough spots to put all the guys I have. That's not what's happening all of a sudden. What's happening is Julio and Kershaw are locks. Anderson is a lock because he has to be a lock as opposed to a really wonderful option at four or five. He's going to pitch. Gonsolin's, who knows? And then now all of a sudden you're into, is it Heaney? Is it May? Do you want the guy that you can kind of bet on is going to give you something pretty good in Andrew Heaney? Or do you want to throw a guy out there who might throw seven innings and not give up a hit? That's Dustin May. He also might be out of the game in the third inning. That the, the, these are these are the things you're trying to figure. And if you're Dave, and and part of this could be determined on how the series goes. If you win your first couple of games, you may be thinking, hey, let's give Dustin May a shot here because if he's on, we can lock this thing up. And if he's not, we have a little bit of a cushion on the backside because. He could go out there and walk three or four guys. He could also go out there and not give up a hit until the sixth inning. You just are never quite sure what you're going to get with him. All right, let, let me let me try to fast forward here. Playoffs start October 11th, and you get to you know you get to a situation where I'm I'm, I'm curious to just see how you think this is going to play out. How do you think Dave Roberts uses Dustin May in the postseason? In the what bullpen. do you think he does? I think I, I again I'm going to say it again. Mm-hmm. If they're up in a series, I think he'll get a start. If it's a tight series, one one, two two, you know, then I think I I don't know if you can go with a guy 
who has the potential to walk people. You got to put a guy out there that's going to, he might get some hits. You might hit Andrew Heaney, but I don't think he's going to walk a bunch of guys. Tyler Anderson, you might hit him, but I don't think he's going to walk a bunch of guys. May is the wild card. He's got the best stuff on the team, but he's going to walk guys, or at least so, he might. So they're just based off of that, there's going to be a role for him. Um, he is going to. He's going to find a way to get an opportunity in the postseason, like, like we just said. You're just you're not sure what you're going to get from him because there are times. I think yesterday, yesterday's a good example. When he doesn't have control of his stuff, as electric as his stuff is, it doesn't mean anything when you don't know whether it's going to be a ball or a strike. And I think that in the playoffs, that's obviously the magnitude and the margin for error is so much less. It, it, it's such a roll of the dice to kind of throw him in at this situation, but I still think he's going to be used in some capacity. So Kershaw was asked um, if he's going to be done at the end of this year. Is he yeah, going to come back and, and mm-hmm. pitch again? And look, I, I get the conversation because, you know, he's pitched 15 years in the major leagues. He's won a World Series. He's an MVP. He's a multiple-time signing, blah, 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 blah. He's also one of the best pitchers in the National League still. And while we were talking about it last year, that, hey, could he go to the Texas Rangers? And I thought that there was there was a chance, but it seemed unlikely. It just doesn't feel like he wants to put the, the back piece of his career, go pitch for a terrible team, yep. when if he does want to come back, he's one of the great Dodgers of all time. He's probably the greatest Dodger pitcher of all time. With all due respect to Koufax and Drysdale and Oral and, and Fernando and all these guys that were true, Kershaw's the best. maybe Don Sutton has an argument in there somewhere, but Kershaw's the best. Why would I not want to come back to a team that has a chance to go win the World Series again and see what happens? Why why would I go somewhere else? The only option I can see is the Dodgers do win the World Series, and he says, you know what, not doing any better than that. Let's say he wins a couple of games in the World Series. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of on the fence. Peace. I'm done here. That's the only thing that I think is a real possibility. I'm going to read a quote. Um, Dylan Hernandez had an article – uh, in the LA Times, if I was healthy and won the World Series, I don't know what last offseason would have held. Same thing goes for this offseason, right? I still don't know. I didn't travel what you just said. I think that kind of hits it. Listen, if this dude, if the Dodgers end up winning a World Series, and Clayton Kershaw, obviously, the opportunities are going to be there for him, um, and he's looked fantastic when he has pitched this year. He just hasn't always been there, but that comes, and it's not a shock or surprise. But he's a big piece of that World Series. I wouldn't be surprised at all that he says, guys, I, you, you want me to go get, go sign a contract with the Texas Rangers or go sign a contract somewhere else. I can leave and end my career with a World Series with the Los Angeles Dodgers, have two under my belt, walk away from the game, and I, you know, he, he's somebody too. Obviously, such a family man and sure. everything else. I feel like you're fulfilled, right? And 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 the quote here: If I was healthy and won the World Series, I don't know what last off season would have held. That that quote right there tells me maybe if they won a World Series last season, he wouldn't have been part of the Dodgers this year. That's the, the fulfillment of I don't know what else I, I need to do in the game. Here's the difference between last year and this year and why I think it makes a great deal of difference. Last year at the end of the line, Clayton Kershaw's arm was a giant question mark. You know, they, there was – is he going to need surgery? Is he gonna, And if he doesn't, is he going to come back? Is he going to be Clayton Kershaw? And it was I, – I don't know. He, I mean, keep in mind, he broke down at the end of the year and was unavailable and didn't pitch, and his future was a, a big question mark. We, we don't know. Had that had they won the World Series that way, I get it. And you say, you know what? Good night, everybody. I understand that, and this isn't a perfect comparison, but if Albert Pujols was last year, right, and he with the Dodgers, and they had won the World Series, I could see, you know what? Yep. I'm out of here. That makes sense. Because he's not that guy anymore. Clayton Kershaw's still one of the best pitchers in the National League. Why leave when you're still one of the best at something just because, well, I've played 15 years, we won the World Series. Yeah, I get it. It's a nice ending, but he's healthy. He's still one of the best in the business. Why walk away at that point? I, I get it. If he if he were 7-11 and 11 and his ERA was 4.5, and, and he was okay, but sure, he's, not, sure. he's still Clayton Kershaw. Why leave? If, if I'll play this out for you. He wins another World Series, and the Dodgers win. Dodgers win a World Series. Clayton Kershaw is a part of it, and now he's got two of them. Um, you know, obviously one of the the greats to ever wear the Dodger blue. 
at that point, let's say he still wants to play. Do you go chase the money at that point? Not me. Go, if, if, Not if me. Somebody, if, if, okay, how about Clayton Kershaw? Does Kershaw, if there's a team out there that says, hey, we're going to offer you something that's going to be a lot more than the Dodgers are. We just want you a part of our organization. It's a two-, three-year deal, mm-hmm. whatever it is, multi-year mm-hmm. deal. Does he go? You think he goes and chases it? Or the, you think he stays right here? Let me ask you this, and I'm going to answer yeah. your question by asking you one: Who do you hold in higher esteem, Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter? Yeah, easy, right? Yeah, and, and and I understand Alex Rodriguez had some baggage that goes along with it, mm-hmm. but part of it is Alex Rodriguez doesn't really belong anywhere. Rangers don't claim him. The Mariners don't. The Yankees certainly don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and Derek Jeter is a saint. You know, he he's the guy that spent. One was on one team and was sure. the face of it for 15, 16. It, it's, why, it's, it's why Kobe, in my sure, opinion, is the greatest Laker of all time. It's because Kobe Bryant wore one jersey for 20 freaking years. One jersey, right? And then you put stack on top, the five championships, everything else, the, the eras, two different regimes with the Lakers, all that. But that has a lot to do with it as well. The Dump, coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Not that Super Crosstalk isn't awesome every day, because it obviously is, but Al, I just uh, had a 30-second conversation with Ireland a second ago. Okay. There's something that I'm very excited for everybody to hear that's coming up relative to our conversation about TV shows today. Okay. Just, I'm just saying it is unbelievable and i'm thrilled and i'm gonna let him tell the story i'm not gonna steal Baywatch, thunder, but it's Baywatch great. related uh i'm i'm not gonna say anything i'm just gonna yeah. say that it will be getting to it in about uh six or seven minutes um ime udoka is probably gonna get suspended for a year yeah i saw that for having a um a prohibited relationship with a mm-hmm. celtic staffer it was a consensual relationship but was prohibited by the rules and regulations that the Celtics have laid forth from their uh, employees. Mm-hmm. He apparently has violated that rule um, and could get suspended for as much as a year. It's expected that he could get one year on the sidelines. Keep in mind, the NBA just suspended Robert Sarver for a year yeah. for doing what he did. These things do not seem congruous to me. They do not seem congruent. They're it's, I, I'm terribly confused by what's going on. Can I I'll tell you what, and I'm not going to help on this at all. I just read the story and in my head. I'm like, okay, but there's more information, right? Like, I feel like there, there's got to be more information. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty stiff. Like it doesn't get, and especially this coming 10 days earlier. Now I think Robert Sarver, it looks like he's going to go sell the Phoenix Suns. There's enough pressure on him and everything else. Yeah, but not because the NBA made him do it because basically there's pressure on the society, outside. Exactly. Pressure on that. I think PayPal had already mentioned something to the effect their sponsorship's going to be over with the Phoenix Suns if he stayed. Um, I would just want more information because, you know, I, I don't know the rules. This is obviously specifically a Boston Celtics thing, I'm yep. assuming. Um, and, you know, I'll just use as an example watching uh, watching the, the, the Legacy, the Lakers series on Hulu. There's a portion of, what is it, episode five or something like that, Jeannie and Phil Jackson uh, meeting each other and then going out to dinner. And then eventually they obviously start a relationship. They're together for a long time. Um, I'd love details on this now. Idoka, let's he is married, so this obviously he is having an affair. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know the specifics of it. One year without knowing any of the other details, comparing that to what Sarver just did, that's an interesting I'm not one. even trying to be flip or, or anything here, but, I mean, yes, he's married, and that's a problem for him and his wife, obviously. But if we're shutting down guys for that, you don't have a league. I mean, they, 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 any league, right? I mean, half of the society would be suspended for work from a year. It's uh, like you said. I feel like there's something got to be more info. I, I, yeah. I don't know, yeah. and I'm not going to speculate. But that seems well. Like and, a lot. And, and here's the other thing: is his first year as a head coach of the Celtics. They get to the NBA Finals. They're yeah. obviously trying to build off of that. That's that's a crazy, crazy adjustment going on in in Boston. Um, I'm going to take the Lakers off the board for you here, and I got okay. a question for you after this. Buster Posey, who will go to the Hall of Fame one day is joining the Giants ownership group, which I would imagine for a guy that spent his entire career, speaking of a guy that spent his entire career in one place, yeah. three-time uh, World Series champion, MVP, mm-hmm. batting title, yeah, probably probably pretty good to be in one spot. You get to buy into a team. Which one are you buying? You can't, it can't be the Lakers. That's too obvious for you. What do you want? Um, any, any team in sports? Sure. Oh, that's an easy one. 
Where do you think I'm going? N- not the not the Chargers. I'm going. Char- I'm buying the Chargers. Oh, I'm moving buy, them back to San Diego. Be, no, no, you're part of a group. It's not your team. You're buying into the team as it already exists. Um. So Lakers are off the board. I'm going NFL. I I, I think NFL is. It's such a we, – we just saw for the first time Amazon Prime get a part of the mix of the NFL, and they put, whatever, a billion towards it. It just seems like the 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 NFL can grow so much larger too because it's really just the states that it's most popular. Think about the rest of the world and their growth in 10, 15, 20 years, finding some team with the NFL. So the NFL would be the most lucrative, clearly. But you know what would be fascinating to me? And not this would probably be a terrible investment. Maybe not a bad investment, but I might grow tiresome of it quickly. What would be really interesting to me would be to get a piece of a team like the Sacramento Kings. Let's see if we can fix the most busted thing in the world, right? Like if you get the Cowboys or the Lakers or the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Cubs, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, you're, you're, you're starting at the very top. You, you get the thing that's the most valuable thing and see if you can keep it there. Getting the Rams, like, well, sure, it's L.A., they're worth $80 trillion, and they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, got it. Can I make the Kings go? Can I come up with some ideas that would or, – or is it just there's nothing you can do? There's just you know something in the King DNA that something means in the water. finished in last place every year. Would that interest you? The the challenge of trying to turn a perennial loser into something other than that. Okay, no BS? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's always interest. Taking over something that has been successful so many many times over, everyone's going to feel a certain way. Okay, well, if that happens, if you're successful there, others have been successful there as well. If you're the guy that came in and repaired the Chicago Cubs – and they got a World Series, you are a lifetime savior for that Theo franchise. Epstein has not bought a beer in Chicago No, if, what since 2015 or whatever year yeah. it was. Not a bad way to do it. So we talked a lot about uh, TV shows that came out today. Mm-hmm. Most of them feel-good networks, sitcoms, or you know, pretty formulaic dramas that you know, kind of just they, they come and they go, whatever. This movie came out 27 years ago today, and it is still one of those, oh, that movie is blinked up seven came mm. out 27 brad pitt morgan freeman kevin spacey and that is still one of those movies you're like what's the box yeah well, it's not my stomach my stomach is already like churning <laughs> i'm already nervous it's your the what's in the box obviously is very upsetting <laughs> very very upsetting that wasn't the one that got me it was the guy that had the apparatus strapped to his body that really messed me up. That was that. That I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't. I, 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 I get it. This is a good movie. It's well acted. It's well directed. But this yep. is this is. I I don't like stuff that's that dark in my life. That was a really messed up movie. Yeah, to this day, I I, I have some people that have never seen it, and I kind of explain to them like, look, this is the storyline. That doesn't help. They're like, okay, well, I'm I'm not going to see it now. I'm, you're better off just telling somebody, hey, you should watch this movie. It's okay. There's some, you know, Morgan Freeman's in it, uh, Kevin Spacey's in it, Brad Pitt. Just kind of go through that portion of it, but don't give them any more details. Now, speaking of television shows that debuted in 04, Lost came out. Um, did it not have a theme song, Emily? Is that so what? I would have put it in. It doesn't have a theme song, really. I didn't think it's so. just a drop. So I don't know. I think I might have sent it to you, Taylor, but it's just like um, it kind of, as the show goes on, it's more like a Breaking Bad kind of theme song where like mm. it's like it's there right after the cold open, it plays, and then it goes. So, Were you guys yeah. lost? I was just going to ask you. I, I, I tried, I and I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> I like Emily's whisper. Yeah. I love Lost. What about you? This is Lost. I, I was not. I was not. Em, are we missing out? Did you try it? Or <laughs> or I didn't you just, even try you it. never tried yeah, it? I didn't even try it. Um, Emily, make you go. 30-second pitch on why we should watch it. Um, uh, hot people on a beach. Uh, they get lost. Uh, it's really creepy and weird, but it's, you discover this whole new world. So if you like discovering a new world and uh, figuring out this weird fantasy sides of it, I think that's why you would like it. That's why I don't think either of you like it. I think that that's not necessarily your lane. Mm. I like to learn new things and kind of come into a world where I don't know anything about something and like 
come into that and they it constantly change so that's she's why like i, I like to learn you're both idiots i'm no, going i'm going no. back to seinfeld no, reruns your pitch has been rejected and uh, i'm queuing up a cheers <laughs> rerun and we're, we're gonna I'm go going to murder she wrote <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna try murder she wrote <laughs> we're gonna go from there okay I, I i didn't i don't do this very often but i actually teased what you told me coming into super crosstalk that is coming up now there he is there he is. I was waiting for the, the woo-woo-woo-woo, Mace, to make sure that you were there. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> you sound good. You sound Thank good. You, you sound you. healthy. Um, so I'm just going to get right to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, John, I, I, you were listening to the show today. Yes, heard, as always. Heard our TV uh, debut. Kind yes, of I want to take you on in 70s and 80s TV oh. trivia. It's where I live. Matter of fact, you brought up Pacific Blue. Yes. Now, there were two shows <laughs> that used to be shot in San Diego and San Diego adjacent. Pacific Blue and Silk Stockings. Oh, I remember now, that one, anytime, too. Yeah, anytime they needed a sportscaster, they would call you know one of us, a local San Diego guy. So twice, once on Pacific Blue, once on Silk Stockings, I got the call. We need a sportscaster. One was nice. there, there was a murder at a tennis club. Okay. And then the other one, Pacific Blue, was a beach volleyball tournament. You were doing the play-by-play? Yeah, both okay. times. So they call me in. And both times my scene got cut. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, because they always had the same plot. They had to tackle somebody on the beach and take them in there. And by the way, I heard you guys talking about Baywatch. I don't know if you guys heard when Mason and I were talking about this a few weeks ago, but when I went to Idaho, the I, dis- I discovered that on Samsung TV, there's a 24-hour Baywatch channel. Now, Emily, you mentioned that it ran for 11 seasons. And Trav, you mentioned that there was one where they were riding bikes. Now, what I think you're conflating <laughs> is... Pacific Blue was bike cops yes. at the beach, yes. but there was a Baywatch Nights in which Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon fought crime on the beach <laughs> at night. At night. There I'm was also- Anything can happen at night. Yes, exactly, Slee. And there was also a Baywatch Hawaii, which where they basically took everybody to Hawaii, and at that point- they threw out any plot or storyline. They just started hiring penthouse and Playboy <laughs> centerfolds to work as lifeguards. That that is what produced Brandy Ledford, who was a penthouse playmate. That's what produced Gina Lee Nolan. That's sure. what Brooke Burns was on sure. that. They, you know they. And, and if you watch the twenty four hour Baywatch channel on Samsung, they just start at season one. <laughs> And run all 11 seasons. Including Baywatch Nights and the others? No, but including Baywatch Hawaii. And Emily mentioned there was a Baywatch movie. There have been two Baywatch movies. <laughs> one in which Hasselhoff gets married. And another one later where like The Rock and Zac Efron and Alexander Daddario and all the people, they redo Baywatch whoa, whoa, with an all-new cast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold, hold up. Hold the phone. Yeah. John, your knowledge on this is Yeah, amazing. no, it's actually, it amazing. scares me a little oh. bit. It scares me <laughs> wait, a little wait, bit. Wait, wait, wait. Alexander Daddario is in a Baywatch movie. Oh yeah. How do I not know this? How, how has this escaped me? Oh yeah, and and with The Rock and Zac Efron, it's not very good. Well, but uh, it's actually you. not very good. That's the one. Yeah, the the one with Rock and uh, and Efron's not good. I think right after they got done filming it, in real life. Zach Efron went to rehab. Yeah, oh, so that should tell you anything yeah, you need to like, know. If you saw it, he looked like he was all roided up and, you know, he got all pumped up to try to compete. Now, I want, to, I want to address something else. Set, I believe is what it's called. That you guys brought up earlier. Emily had a question in Factor Cap where if you were pitching to Albert Pujols on the last day of the yeah. season, would you groove him one? Right. All right. So, Mace, last night, I don't know if you saw this, but the Yankees were just drubbing the Pirates. Yeah. yeah. It was 11 to 2. And. Aaron Judge comes up in the ninth inning. Everybody's there to see Aaron Judge potentially hit number 61. Roger Maris's family is there. Mm -hmm. They throw him a curve and three change-ups nowhere near the strike zone. Walked him on four pitches. Yeah. And then the crowd booed and everything else. I think there's a happy median. You can't groove him one, but you got to come after Challenge him. Challenge him. Yeah, more. go Couldn't after him. More. No, I'm not going to give him a cookie. Right. I, I'm not going to do what Chan Ho did to Cal Ripken in the All-Star game. Right, yeah. Where right. you just groove him one. But you but need don't to, walk him. You need to pitch to him. Correct. You don't pitch around Especially him. Especially in an 11-2 to game. Now, that's what worries me because didn't you say the Pirates are playing the cards The cards in the end of the season? Yes. So the Pirates have all these kids that don't want to be the guy who gives <laughs> the way, up the big home run. And don't necessarily run. throw strikes. I mean, I mean, they've got a bunch of kids who aren't necessarily strike throwers. Can I make – so let me try to make an argument for the Pirates last night. Okay. They're, they're, and this happens in basketball and football and other sports. The Yankees are still in a race. But it was 11-2, to two, Oh, Trav. okay, I missed it. Okay, never mind. Then. Yeah, it was I, the I, ninth it inning, back. it was 11-2. Take to it two. all back. Yeah, I, I missed the 11-2 to two part. Yeah. Yeah, because and if you're in a race – Matter of fact, I, it's 3-2, to two, you can pitch around him because he's the guy that could knock you out. I was thinking, Mace, that with an 11-2 to two score, the Pirates might bring in a position player to pitch. 
but they didn't. And if I was a position player, if I'm Hans or Alberto and I'm in there because it's a blowout, I am throwing strikes and seeing if he can hit me out. Now, yeah, if he I gets mean, would, me, he gets me. I would me. challenge the guy. I right. Mean, you've yeah. got to challenge the guy or it's yeah. not really – it doesn't feel authentic to me. I mean, you've got to go in but after to, him. But to I walk him is – I don't know if this is, kid was just wh- wild or if he carefully pitched No, he was worried. Like I, I think Travis made the point earlier. He didn't – or maybe it was usually didn't want – to be the guy like Al Downing's legacy is <laughs> Hank Aaron. He gave up Hank Aaron seven. Now Al Downing was a pretty good pitcher. Yeah, but, he was but a very good pitcher. His most significant baseball moment is giving up seven fifteen to it's, Aaron. But it's it's okay if it happens organically, right? Like, right. The, sure. The reason he hit seven fifteen is because he hit seven fourteen before. He hit a lot off a lot of guys. So I'm okay giving it up, but I'm not okay giving it up on purpose. I want to. I want to challenge the guy. If he gets me, he gets me. Right, but you, I. I think there's two extremes here. You, on one hand, you have to pitch to him for sure. You right, can't sure. pitch to him. On the other hand, you don't have to give him. Like I had no problem with grooving one to Ripken because that was an All Star game. Uh, but you don't have to groove one. But you got to try and throw strikes. You got to try other, and get him out. On the on the other hand, did Pittsburgh do uh, the Yankees and Aaron Judge a favor because now they go home for a four-game series against Boston and Judge has a chance to do it at home against the hated rivals. It'll be much more memorable that way. Maybe, but you don't think against the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium? Well, they were at Yankee Stadium last night, yeah. weren't they? Yes. Right, but against the Red Sox. Yeah, maybe. So, I want to go back to something real quick. Um, I got I got one for you, Mace, and I want more details on Pacific Blue. John. Yeah, We're yeah not, absolutely. That's, that's not going by the board that quickly. Yeah. Somebody's you, getting a tweet that was in Pacific Blue saying, "Hey, they're really mentioning you guys a lot today." Yeah, they're really <laughs> just making a comeback. Did Did you get to shoot scenes with the guys on the bikes, or is no. this just a one? You were no. just kind of one off. No, I was at a tennis club, and I they had me do some fake thing like <laughs> coming up Travis Rogers against Alan Sliwa. It should be a good one, All and right. then like boom. An explosion happens, and I whack, I will turn around. And no, then, so, okay. so they paid me, but the scene was, never aired. Did, did you get just, uh, what's it called? Scale. scale. Yeah, scale? whatever scale. Okay. And by the way, Mace has done a few of these. That's what was my next question. It is so sit around and wait. Mace, I don't know if oh, it was for you when you did it yours. It was the worst. It but is your call, Trav, yeah. is 6 a.m. And you don't get your own trailer because you're not a big enough star, so you're sitting in the auxiliary trailer, <laughs> which is basically the hair and makeup a, a trailer. Folding chair. And you're just killing time. All right. And this was in the nineties before the internet. And so you're literally like reading a book. Yeah. So my scene, they said your call time is six AM. I get there, they I go into hair and makeup. I'm I'm wearing like a golf shirt and a pair of slides. I'm dressing like I'm dressed now. And they say, Okay, your scene's next. I'm very excited at this point. I've been there for about four hours. It's about 10 in the morning. Then there's a delay, and they could, we're going to shoot your scene this afternoon, so you can uh-huh. go break for lunch. So I come back. They finally shot my scene at 3 o'clock. My call is sick. took like two hours. I said, okay. Am I took clear? two hours to shoot the scene? Yeah, but there were several things going on. Okay. And I said, so I started at 6. Now it's 5. And I said, am I free to go? They said, no, we haven't cleared anybody. So they don't necessarily clear you once your scene is over. They finally let me go at about 7 o'clock, 13-hour day, day, and my scene never ended. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, when you went in to shoot your stuff, dude, were you there like what all did you do, stinking all day? All day long. Well, yeah. I, I did a short film called uh, Little Devil where I played Lee Atwater. And Mason I, was I, actually like one of the key people in this production. It okay. wasn't like me. I was a throwaway. So you were playing um, a character. I was playing a character. I played uh, in Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus for Sci-Fi Channel. My scene with, with was with Jaleel White. Urkel. And I was Urkel. the interrogator. <laughs> I, it was actually really fun. But John's right. I mean, you get there first thing in the morning, you're done late at night. Uh, making movies, making TV is really hurry up and sit around. Like one of the, you were talking about Seinfeld earlier. Yeah. One of the, what I thought would be one of the coolest things I would ever get to do is I became friends with a bunch of people who work over at CBS Radford, okay. which is in Studio City. It's where Channel 2 mm-hmm. and Channel 9 is now. At the time, it wasn't there, but that's where they shot Seinfeld. And so I was playing basketball with these guys, and they said, hey, if you, you and your wife ever want to come watch a taping, and I go, are you kidding? It's yeah. like my favorite show of all time. That'd be unbelievable. You didn't he goes, do it? Oh, stay with me. So he goes, how about, uh, how about next Wednesday? And I go, done. He goes, okay, I'll, get he goes, I'll put you in the second row. It'll be great. So he did. We get there. We're in the second row. Taped off. It says Ireland. Me and Lisa go. Start, started at 730. Okay. We left and they weren't done at 1 a.m. 
Oof. Oh my gosh. And that's, I mean, so we at first we watched an episode that it, they needed a laugh track for. So okay. it was already shot, but they needed an audience laugh track. So I was, oh, cool. We just kind of get a two for one. Then they shot our scene. They shot every scene seven or eight times. There were long delays. There were long breaks. The audience is told, just sit there. And at, at about one o'clock, I go, I can't believe I, I'm even suggesting this, but I think we should go. And I, I, my buddy Jeff Ingalls, who was a producer, was there that night, and he stayed till the end. I go, what time did they wrap? He goes, 2.30. Oh. So how, how many times do you hear Kramer deliver the joke before it's just not funny anymore? Um, well, they get the laugh on the first laugh track, so then they right. record everything. But they made him do a lot of those bits like Oof. five or six times. It's, it's how we do our radio. This is our seventh time doing this show today. <laughs> Which is why if you ever want to take somebody to a TV taping – Go to something like, um, like Bill when, Maher, B, d, yeah, when, when Jay show. Leno did the oh, Tonight Show. Two yeah. of my friends worked on the Tonight Show. That's great. Or like SNL. You, yeah, if you go, SNL's the best because it's live you, to tape. Yeah. yeah, you will, and you get well. The live show is live, yeah. but they'll give you your choice. You can go to the rehearsal or you can go to the live show. I've been to both, and it it just moves. The rehearsal, it, the live show's ninety minutes. The rehearsal is two hours. And it's two different audiences, and it's great. But if you go to like any, what would you call it, Mace? A single camera sh- uh, sitcom, or I don't know how you you would even qualify. You would, no, you'd call it a uh, multicam, multicam. I don't multi-camera know camera live show. Yeah, if you go to any show that that has a studio audience, that's a sitcom. You could be there for hours. Yeah. My dad. Uh, so years ago, my dad came out here with my mom. They were still living in Ohio, and my dad's like, "I want to see a TV show." I'm like, "Okay, I'll figure out how to get you into a TV show. What TV show are you gonna do?" Uh, and he says, uh, "I don't know. Um, wings." <laughs> Big wings. Steven Weber fan. Big <laughs> Wings. I met they- Steven Weber at a party one night. He was very nice. <laughs> and they tell you right up front. Now, once you're here, you're not supposed to leave. So about an hour in, my dad looks at me and says, yeah, I'm, I'm about done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we squeezed out of the row and we left uh, what was a dramatic taping of Wings. <laughs> yeah, very special episode of, the, of Wings, special. right? Okay, I got one for you guys. Um, Emily had a, a situation at, on her street yesterday. Emily, do you want to tell the story? Yeah, so um, I... Uh, the place where I live has a lot of street parking on both sides of the street. It's not like yeah. there's typically ever a uh, lack of it. And, but I usually park in my driveway. My driveway is long. We can stack four cars in it. So it's like I had to pull in uh, to park there. So I uh, went to get a sandwich. I came back. And so I pulled out of this parking lot. So I've gone maybe 30 minutes. So I come home. I, tur- I try to turn into my driveway. And then there's someone blocking my driveway. So, like, they parallel park directly in front of the opening of her So not only can you not get in, any of the existing cars in the driveway can get out. Exactly. But there's no one in the driveway because everyone else is at work. I'm the only one that's not at work because I am the only one that gets off this early. So I uh, park on the street. There is a parking spot literally five steps away. It wasn't like this very long. And then I find whatever piece of paper I have in my car. I write, do not block driveway. On all caps, paper, by the way. All, all caps. caps. Yeah. Love and then it. I put it on the yeah. windshield, and then I go inside, and then I and I go up my room. I put my blind my uh, uh, blinds up so I can see who it is that comes out. So right. Uh, uh, roughly thirty minutes later, car is gone. I did not see the person get into the car, but uh, yeah, that's do that's you, the story. Do you guys leave the note? Do you do you yeah, wait for the person to come back? This, I'm in this position at this exact moment, John. You've and been Mace, to my we house. had a, we, Mace, we had a caller call in and say yeah. that car's got to go. You got to tow it. Yeah, but how do you go about doing that? Apparently, yeah, there's okay, a number you can call that they'll show up and take it away. Really? Parking, All right, so, uh, Mace, yeah, uh, you you have street parking at your house on both sides of the street. Right, and I've yeah. got steps that come up from, you know, sort of the street parking. Uh, you walk up to my uh, my door, and there is a guy right now in a truck parked directly across <laughs> our steps. Right. And I, I wanted to leave a note, and Juan says, no, don't leave a note because they'll know exactly who you are, and you'll be that guy that leaves a note because it would say something like, hey, please don't block our steps. Um, and then that guy's going to know it came from us, and who knows what the ramifications of that are going to be. So I'm not a leave a note guy. 
Wait a minute, you 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 complained to the airline when the flight attendant was bad and demanded an upgrade. Right, but there was no recourse. This guy would then know oh, okay. where we live. Yeah. yeah. That's the rub for me. It's that they know where the note comes from. Oh, yeah. And escalating those situations is almost always a bad idea. Uh by the way, this just happened. I've I, I kind of buried the lead here. So I played golf this morning. I'm walking out. And this guy, who I've played golf with before. Oh, I thought it was the shower guy you were setting up. Stick with me. <laughs> okay. Oh. This guy, this guy, his name is Niels. He uh, he boat raced me in a tournament one year. He walks up to me with a big smile on his face. And I go, what's wrong? He goes, I'm the shower guy. No way. <laughs> and I went, seriously, he goes, I'm driving around. And apparently they put that in a promo. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he goes, I'm driving around with my son. And I hear he goes, I think Ireland's talking about me. <laughs> he goes, I he goes, I listen to you guys' station all the time. I had my portable speaker. I just brought it with me in the shower. Yes. And uh, so he and he was like proud of it. And I'm like, good for you, man. They'll love it. And he's a great guy. What Niels, you said? Yeah. Niels, I love it. <laughs> bring, bring, bring your speaker. Wait a minute, is Niels somebody you famous? Go. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, could be. But he's gonna be at I, dinner. I, he's gonna be at dinner way, with his not wife. Not the way that I know him. I'm like, was it Niels Lofgren? <laughs> no, I've met Niels Lofgren, the guitarist, right? From Springsteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. He lives in Arizona. He's a Phoenix guy. So, Trav, he's so gonna he's be at dinner. Shower. He's no. gonna be at dinner with his wife. Bottle of wine, nice <laughs> restaurant, and the app is just gonna be playing. I was gonna say, shower at the club, shower at home, in, in the bed, I, at I dinner. Think, I think Niels, you guys, you do you, buddy. Yeah, but I think you guys should be. Like very flattered by that, that he oh, didn't want to miss 100%. any of Travis and Slee, Love so it. he took a waterproof speaker <laughs> that, that in a public shower, a public just shower. so he didn't uh, miss any. Love you, Niels. All the respect in the world. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.